4: Afternoon, you're welcome to Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. I was just listening to the ads there. Brennan's today's bread today. But what about the breads of yesteryear? And in particular, Spicers. Spicers bread, I'm sure it brings back many memories to lots of you listening to us today. Well, we want to hear them, and so does Lisa Carroll, and she joins me on the line. Good afternoon, Lisa.
5: Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you?
4: I'm really thank good. You, thank and you very much for having me on. Not at all. I'm thrilled to have you with me on the show this afternoon. What's your interest, may I say, or connection with Spicers?
5: Um, okay, well, I suppose um, I'm an Avon woman, uh, born and bred, Gerry. Um, I've been living in Cowes for the past uh, 10, 12 years now. Um, but I grew up on the Trim Road in Navin, just a few minutes walk, really, from the middle of the town. Um, and I work with a surveying and planning consultancy in Dunshockland for the last 18 years Um, but I'm at the dissertation stage of my Masters in spatial planning with TU Dublin Um, and I'm doing a study based on heritage for community well-being.
0: Mm.
4: And this fits perfectly with this Mm -hmm. and you are looking for people to regale you with the memories of Spicers and we'll come on to that in a moment because you're having a special night in the solstice later on in the month well I know because I've been looking you've posted this and my word the world has gone mad with all of the memories around (laughs) Spicers and for our listeners today if you're listening to us do you remember getting Spicers bread delivered to your house do you remember the shops do you remember the bakery whatever if you have memories of it get in touch with us 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text now now, there's one name that jumps out from the social media end of this that I see, and it's a breadman called Patsy Connolly.
5: Yeah, I've I've seen his name come up a lot, and everyone is, 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 has very fond memories of Patsy. Um, yes, they Patsy. have. Yeah, George used to come to, to our house. I remember.
4: Okay, and th- he was your breadman.
5: He was, he was our bread man, that's right.
4: And yeah. how many times a week would the bread man call to the house? Oh
5: God, I know personally with me, it, it might have been once a week. I'll have to yes. check with mum yeah. on yeah. that one. Yeah, no, some yeah. places,
4: yeah, some places was one. I think some places it might have been twice or even three times. But yeah. when, when they came, they opened up the back of the van. Did your ma'am go it out just to pick our bread or did the bread man bring in? Did he you know what she yeah. wanted?
5: Well I remember we always greeted him at the door, Jerry. And then yes. you know, he yeah, you're right. He'd open up the back of the van and then they had these wooden trays that they'd slide out and they had all the, the bread and the buns and everything on, mm. on the tray. Um so it, it was an event. It was you know, it was something that that was part and parcel of our home life growing up. Yes. And I know for for most of the people, not just in Navan, and I know there was, you know, trim cows. Um And Balbriggan, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I think everyone grew up with this and everyone was had over over the later generations had people working there, you know. um, So it was a major employer uh, for Navin Town. So everyone seems to have deep connections to it. So I just want to I want to bring those back to life because I, I don't want those memories to fade
4: Good on you. That's really, really to be admired, I have to say. And when you talk about generations, I saw Catherine O'Donnell, uh, she worked in it. Her dad worked in it, Michael O'Donnell, and her granddad, Jim O'Donnell, worked in it as well. So all the O'Donnells, a succession of them there, worked in the bakery. And, you know, I know it's mentioned as well when I close my eyes because I can get it. The smell, the smell, the smell emanating of from the bread. Yes, yeah, beautiful. And my
5: mother actually mentioned that to me as well. I, it's, I, I hate that I can't remember this personally, but she said that you know the the, the aroma of bread in the air always was there. It was yes. part of Navin. Yes. It was part of the air of Navin, and I just thought that was a lovely memory.
4: Mm. And as you say, they had outlets in Balbriggan, Kells and Trim yeah. as well and they delivered widely, they certainly uh, did. Uh, had you a favourite, if you were to think back of, of their breads, what did you love? Did you love the pan or the loaf, the brown, the white, what? I think
5: I think everyone talks about the batch loaf. Oh yeah. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no question, but that's a winner. Yeah. Um, and and then when it was fresh and toasted <sighs> and the real butter on oh. top,
4: will you stop you're making me hungry we don't get our dinner any day on late lunch you know on this show we're deprived we're deprived for years and I could just run out now and toast that piece of batch bread and just enjoy it so much do you know what I remember and I was a big supporter and fan of spices and bought their bread because it was delivered into Drogheda here and, and lots of it as well to different places I loved their sliced Toast roll, the round barrel, the sliced toast roll in the yellow and red wrapper. Oh my God. The when I was fresh. right, Jerry, do you remember that yeah. the toast roll? I'd,
2: forgo- I'd forgotten about ah, it. Ah, listen, yeah,
4: that was spices I mean. for me. I and, and I know <laughs> the the batch beautiful, but the toast roll we were just massive. And have you brought it home fresh? Should there be none of it left, it'd be just gobbled no. nearly. You know, it wouldn't last no, <laughs> yeah. no, it wouldn't
5: last. You know? <laughs> it wouldn't Last fresh for one day and then that's it. You know, that's all. George again or Patsy? Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. some o- some of the names just to throw out there of of legendary bread men, and you know they were all bread men I didn't see anything about bread woman but I suppose it was a bread man's job at the time Tommy Mockler was a name 55 Mockler, years a yeah. uh, man and boy he was a bread man there yeah. Stephen yeah. Sheridan and George Kilbride are two names that crop up as well George. uh spices yeah. bread man. that's George that was your George that was wasn't my it? bread man. ah yes that's my George <laughs> that's your George you <laughs> see your bread man but isn't that a funny thing now uh, Lisa there wasn't a bread woman
5: no, I know, but I suppose that was the times that yes. were in it, Jerry, too. You mm. know, um I heard a lovely interview actually, um, with Seamus Smith. I think there was a lot there was a lot of men that went in as, as fourteen year olds um, yes. into spices and started by sweeping the floor. Um, I just heard a lovely interview with Seamus Smith. Um, of course he's another novel net, lab know him uh,
4: well I know him well
5: yeah <laughs> and you know he tells a lovely story and has very poignant memories about you know working in spices as well yes Um. so you know it it, it was it was a life mm. it was a life Mm. That, that people spent in there so you know it, it really really deserves a voice i believe
4: yes and um, and you are going to do it amazing. the other thing we're talking about the breads and angela's just been on saying jerry please don't forget the chester buns they were a real treat from chester patsy buns. that's from patsy Conley. chester cakes i think we call them you know the, the are you familiar chester with a chester cake, chester cake? no
5: No, not myself, no. no, Well,
4: I'll tell you what they were. I think I can describe them. There was a pastry on the bottom and there were squares, pastry on the bottom, pastry on the top with a little bit of white sprinkle on it. And in between, I mean, I don't know what was in it, but it was nearly black, the filling. You know what I mean? A real dark filling in the Chester cake. And it had a particular flavour to it, I had to say. And it had, if you were a fan of it, you loved it. I suppose if you didn't, you're on the other side. It wouldn't appeal to you. But Mm -hmm. I know it was a legendary goodie flavour from uh, Spicers as well. Did you avail of a bun yourself in your time?
5: Um... Oh, see,
4: people are going to be like, oh, are you serious? But I, I wasn't
5: really into the, the sweet parts. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Lisa. <laughs> I just
4: love the bread. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. And well, that left more for everyone else. You're very kind-hearted too, Lisa. You know what I mean? You were very magnanimous <laughs> in your decision. No, that, I won't that take that. Actually yeah, that, <laughs> that was my moment there, yeah. <laughs> but um, what, ultimately, what's your plan? Are you going to record these memories? Are you going to produce a written yeah. work or what?
5: Yeah, it's, it, that's the difficult part, Jerry, because, it's you know, it's a conversation-style research. Um, so I have to be very on. And, you know, I I will be writing. I'll be recording if people will let me, videoing. Um, so, you know, once I gather all of that information together, um, I don't want to just walk off into the sunset for my dissertation. I do want to create a public collection for the people of Navin. So that it's there, you know, in the history books. After, um, for for the generations coming down the line, I, w- I just really want these voices to be re- be heard and written down in the history books.
4: Absolutely. Brendan Hughes has been on to say there are two Spicers bread men beside him, Stephen and Patsy Sheridan, also George Gilbride. Uh, A lot wore shop coats on their deliveries. I remember that, the bread men with the brown, long brown coats on them. You know, they wore oh, these. Right. You know, yeah, the, you'd do. see them on shop assistants yeah. and that as well. That is yeah, true.
2: The that, real old style. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah,
5: yeah.
4: Absolutely, that was part and parcel of of the uniform.
5: And then the vans, yeah, you, you know, the the, the vans were so synonymous with the town as well, driving around and
4: yeah. Oh, my word. Memories, memories. There are so many of these. How long is a piece of string? You are going to be yes. inundated with people's <laughs> memories and names and stories, which is fantastic. But yes. the idea is you uh, are, will be in the Solstice Arts Centre on Thursday, the 29th of September. Now, it's a couple of weeks away yet, folks. That's the yes. final Thursday in September at half past seven. And is it an open house?
5: Now, yeah, that's the thing. It's going to be in the studio space, um Jerry. So there is a booking system in place. Okay. Um now some people have contacted me um separately to say that they're unable to make the evening. So if it, you know it does become booked up, yep. Um I'm happy to meet with people to to actually sit down and have a chat on a one-to-one basis. Good. Um, because I don't want to exclude people just because you know they can't they can't maybe get in on on the evening. Um, so, yeah, I have put an I put an email address on Navin history um and also I Navin in in color. Um, for people to email me directly or even to message me directly to set up a meeting. Okay. Um, I'd love to have a chat with so them. So,
4: do you yeah. want people to contact that email if they're coming along on the night? Is that the idea or? Um,
5: well, it's we re- they can. They can yes. if they want. Or oh, they can just show yeah, up, I mean, can
4: they? They won't be turned away
5: they won't be turned away. Now, there is a booking system Yes, just because it's in the studio and it'll only hold so
4: I know, much, it's so limited, it's limited. Anyway, I'll yeah. give the... the it's at gmail.com That is that's the it, address fair. you yeah, got to contact. Right. If you have a story, if you want to get in touch, if you can't go on the night, if you'd like to go along, stories yeah. at gmail.com That's storiesfromspicersatgmail.com. Right. I... Yeah. The reason I mentioned the smell of the bread, and here, i come back to some of these messages, they're flying in. I can remember... Michael Campbell, RIP, Spicers Bread, uh, bringing it to Bray's shop in Fordstown. And I remember myself going to Navin to pick up some yeast, says a listener there to us as well. Yeah,
5: I've heard that a few times as well. Um, Have you? they'd, They'd go down specially just to pick up some yeast, yeah. Yes. And whatever it was, it was a couple. I think my dad actually told me that one. Did he? He'd, if if his mom was was cooking something, he he'd be sent down to get the yeast. Yes. From Spicers. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Here, here they're coming. We're there for everyone. Oh, yeah. They're, they're coming here. Listen, I'll pick a few more of these out before we say goodbye to you. Uh, Pat Sheridan, he's 78 years young from Robinstown, was the best bread man from Spicers. What a title. There you are, Spicers Navin. He had, listen to this, <laughs> listen to this. He had a listening ear and always had a lovely bun for the kids. Isn't that just so nice? That listening ear. A confidant, you see, the bread man. That's you know what I mean?
2: Unbelievable. Um. Yeah.
4: here's another one Liam McGuinness and the late Johnny Monaghan great memories of the fresh batch loaf every Saturday morning in Spicer's shop on the yeah. square in Navin. it was yeah. to die for says Mary in Navin. oh I've no doubt about that for sure yeah. keep them messages coming to us Spicer's memories of bread men of the shops anything at all 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text we love the nostalgia of it ah you've opened something it, here marvellous
5: Nostalgia, Jerry, yeah, yeah indulgence, nostalgia. Mm. But it doesn't that feel good. It does it feels great, it yeah. gives you a lift. I can taste the bread, I can smell
4: it, <laughs> even though we're on the radio, Isn't it amazing you can get these things yeah. and these sensations? That's the way it is, and that's what it, it what it brings back for sure. anyway, look, we wish you well with it, Lisa, and just telling people hey, again, thank you so much. yeah, no, thank yeah. you for joining me. It is the twenty ninth of September Thursday. Stories from Spicers at gmail dot com is the best way to get in touch with Lisa and arrange things, yeah. Thank you for yeah. joining me. your star. Very
5: lovely. Thanks a million for having me. Not at really all. You're very it. welcome. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Buddy.
4: Lisa Carroll there. Remembering Spicer's bakey Bakery. I remember Jimmy Rogers, uh, says somebody else, delivering bread around Kells in a battery van. Of course. Because, yes, a lot of the bakeries actually went to the electric vans many moons ago. Before you ever heard of it, you know, it was unheard of then. They were ahead of the times. Yes, they got Battery propelled vehicles for round the towns, and they were real silent as they went along. So, there you are. You think these are all modern today, and Spicers. And I remember Lines is having them as well and McCluskey's might have had them as well and other bakeries as well. The, the battery powered. Right. I remember Brendan O'Brien and Paul McGuinness, Jerry delivering to my father's shop on the square, says a listener. How many years, Louise, were you saying they were in Navan for?
6: 178 years, spanning wow. six generations.
4: Isn't that incredible?
6: Mm. It's and sad. I met Mrs Spicer, actually, in recent Did you? years. Yeah, Did Yeah. Did you? Really? Lovely lady.
4: Oh, isn't that Liz, fantastic? I think it's her name, yeah. It, really isn't fun. it sad to see a business like that no longer there that survives mm. all those years and years and yet now th- they're actually gone? Oh my, when you see the memories coming in there. Um, did your dad
6: stock the bread? Yeah. Did he? Yeah, so you'd have the lads in the shop coast arriving between half nine and quarter to ten every morning. And mm. then if you ever ran out of bread, you'd run across the square down to the shop and get a few more and bring them back up to the shop. And you might also bring an eclair or something as of well while course, you're down there. Yeah, would.
4: <laughs> they did all the lovely, sweet stuff, didn't they, too? They did. They oh, did. Yeah. And I
6: remember myself and a friend used to be walking home at three or four o'clock in the morning from the Yard Boyne in the days, and the doors would be open. You'd be passing the bakery, and the doors would be open to let, you know, cool the bread. Yeah. And the lads would all be there working away to <coughs> have the bread already to hit the shops <laughs> the next morning.
4: And Louise and Co with the munchies on them, give us a loaf. Yeah,
6: there might be give one. Give us one a missing. loaf. <laughs> would you have any ham
4: just go between the slices there to help us out? But uh, oh, they'd be in early. The bakers for sure. Uh, that that's uh, a yeah. part and parcel of the job. And you said they were the first two packaged bread crumbs you think ever.
6: I think so. I can't remember anybody yes. else, but I could be wrong there. Yeah, well. But my mum and my two uncles worked down there. So did they? Yeah. Big connections big with big connection. Spicers.
4: Love to hear your memories of Spicers Bakery 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp. After two, opening up the conversation with your children about mining their health all round. Michael's been on to us from Kells. He used to love the Spicers bread man calling to the house. His mother would buy a couple of lovely fresh Spicers loaves and those Chester buns. They tasted like Christmas pudding, says Michael. And we have more to come from Spicers later on in the show. Now, I have a beautiful book sitting beside me. It really and truly is. And it says about this book, it's the perfect book for starting conversations with children about positive mental health. And I can tell you already, it does what it says on the tin. It's the A to Z or A to Z of Minding Me. And it's brought to you by Tracy Flynn and Neve Gogan, joint authors. And they join me on Late Lunch today. Welcome, ladies.
0: Hi, thank you
4: so much for having us. Not at all. Delighted to have both of you with, with, with me. Well, Tracy, if I can put the first question to you, why did you do this book?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having us on the radio. It's been such an exciting week week for both myself and Niamh, um as the A to Z of Mindy Me is officially on bookshelves. Well, about myself and Eve met seven years ago and we worked on numerous creative projects together. And in 2019, we sat down and uh, we said, today is the day that we're going to start writing and the A to Z of Minding Me. Both myself and Eve always had a passion for using positive language with children and telling them the things they can do rather than focusing on the things they can't do. So both, my, both myself and Eve said, what are we going to do about it? So we decided that we would write a children's book, a children's book that children everywhere could access and see themselves represented in. So as you can see, it's a wonderful children's picture book illustrated by the beautiful Kerry O'Callaghan, reminding children of all the things they can do to care for themselves, connect with themselves and the world around them, because we wanted to talk to children everywhere.
4: I'm delighted you mentioned Kerry because the illustrations are simply outstanding. They really are. She's done a wonderful job. To you, Neve, like I suppose, uh, just to let our listeners know as well, Tracy is a primary school teacher and you have uh, an honours degree in psychology. You're accredited in therapeutic play skills and you're undertaking an MA in creative psychotherapy at the moment. So really, can I say you're a match made in heaven to do this? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, that's very kind of you to say and Kerry definitely compliments our team beautifully um, with all of her skills and training as well but yes Tracy has touched on it that both she and I I think when I brought my daughter to school that first day Little did I expect that seven years later we'd be sitting talking to you on the radio. But we definitely um, were attuned around the power of positive language with children and understanding that what we say to children becomes their inner voice. And we wanted them to give them like a toolkit to remind them of the power that they have within themselves to kind of unlock and embrace and celebrate their unique talents. And as you say, because of our both of our collective backgrounds, we would be very um, aware of the power of Play The power of the breath and being mindful and being present, the power of the positive language, but also to be very attuned to the fact that it's not positive psychology. It's actually very important that children recognise and understand that all of their feelings belong and they're all welcome. And, you know, with Kerry and the beautiful illustrations, I particularly like on the page that says I can feel lots of different emotions and know my feelings come and go, that she Chose to use a lighthouse on that page. And like the lighthouse, the light comes on and comes off. And it's the same with the feelings. Um, Tracy and I would use an expression where we'd say, feelings are like visitors, they come and they go. And the important thing is for children to recognize that they all belong. And I think that's where our collective experience helps us recognise the importance of giving children their voice and the opportunity to feel all of those feelings. And then we hope the book would be a useful tool for children themselves, but also for their parents to um, regulate and to recognise and welcome all those feelings and to manage them in a safe way.
4: Age just staying with you for a moment, Neve. Age wise, in the publicity it says for children, age is one to seven. And you do, and I said at the beginning there, uh, conversations about positive mental health. Is it never too soon to introduce that, Neve?
0: No, never. Um, and I think that's one of our big. I suppose ambitions for the book is to promote emotional literacy, but to do so from a very early age and to help children connect with themselves and others. Feelings drive behavior and um, children aren't actually attention seeking. You know, parents, we can say, oh, they're acting out, but they're not necessarily, they're not acting out, they're connection seeking. And behind every feeling, there is a need to be met. So if a child is having a big feeling and a parent wants to connect with them, we must first look at regulation. And the, as a parent or a caregiver or a teacher or a therapist, you first have to look at your own regulation and to make sure that you're calm because calm is contagious. So, too, is chaos. So it's important <laughs> that we are calm. And when our calm meets then co-regulation can occur so if children are dysregulated they're kind of in a fight or a flight or freeze mode and we need to help them regulate through co-regulation ultimately striving to get them to self-regulate and by starting early with this emotional literacy We can strive to promote that self-regulation from an earlier age and lots of play opportunities are wonderful for self-regulating. And I would say to provide lots of play opportunities to meet children where they're at, follow their lead and play is how children express their feelings. So they children best express their feelings through play. So by doing that, you know, we think with the young age of a, the target audience of the group, that's their language. Children play as children's language. Toys are their words. That's a famous quote by Gary Landworth. But um, I think it's really, really important that we start that conversation mm. with children early to be able to name feelings and to know they all belong and to allow them to play, to express them.
4: Really well said. Tracy. Uh, I hear can do. And with a lot of children, you hear all the time, stop that. Don't do that. Leave that alone. Mm. You can't do that. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. And I says that's what myself and Eve were very aware of as parents both myself and Eve, our mums, but also in the classroom. And it's so easy for the word stops and no and those words to slip out. And while our book does tell children all the wonderful things they can do, they also tell them what they can do in difficult moments, which is really important. And um, We also have used the word I throughout the book. So each page is starts with the words I can mm. and a different letter of the alphabet. And both myself and Eve found that was really important. What's better than an adult or... Somebody else telling you what you can do, than you telling yourself what you can do. So we really want that positive mindset. So even in a difficult moment when you feel everything may be out of control, what can I do? I can breathe, I can adapt all of these lovely words, nearly like a suitcase. We Mm. wanted children to imagine that they'd imaginary suitcase filled with all the letters of the alphabet and all these affirmations and tools. So when they're having a difficult moment or likewise, when they're having a wonderful celebration that they can dip in and they can say, yippee or wow, (laughs) or likewise, they can say, you know, I can cry and be comforted by someone I trust. We would hope that the language is really, really simple for children to identify with, but also for parents to use. This isn't a book loaded with words. It's not a parenting book. It's a simple picture book. But we feel that the words in it and the affirmations can be used and easily accessed by children and adults.
4: Yes, I can giggle and be happy. I can hug myself, Mm. my teddy or a friend. I love them and the way you've done them alphabetically. And that was my next uh, question to you, Tracy. I've had this book a wee while and what really strikes me is it's a book of few words but massive imagery.
1: Absolutely. And that's, you know, the I think the, the trick with and the hardest part of a children's book is getting it down to so few words. Mm. But what we wanted, we wanted this book to be able to be open on any page of the letters of the alphabet. So we might say, what page will we open tonight? And it was a fun way, you know, to guide the reader, but also dip in, dip out. So this book hasn't been designed to uh, to read from the A to Z, though you can. Mm. It can be opened on any page that a a child wishes. Lots of children ask for their own initial of their name, which is always lovely because children relate things to their own experience and their own needs at that time. So a child going through the book would probably land on the page that they need at that moment. And that's what we wanted our book to be, timeless, that it can be opened on any page, dip in, dip out. You know, it'd be nice to even dip into it in the morning time before you go off to school and then perhaps revisit that page at the end of the day. For example, I can wow and be wonderful by just being me. So what way did you wow today? You know, there's lots of mindfulness in the book, like the breathing, the breath, giving gratitude, thanks, connecting with nature but all done in a really simplistic way for children and parents.
4: And the book, uh, Neve, is backed up with an online resource resource too.
1: Yeah,
0: there's a number of different activities to match um, each of, well, selection of the actual letters of the alphabet. So I can breathe long and slow to calm my busy mind and we might... Give parents a little tool, and um, it's the kind of the how part of that. Um, it's called firefly breathing, and we'd talk them through how to do that with their child, for example, or a teacher could use it, or a caregiver mm. of any sort.
4: And does that come with the book, or is that separate?
0: That's available online. Through okay,
4: Vail. and and that is there, and and it's an add-on. And and look, just before we finish, it does, uh, as uh, Tracy was saying a moment ago, it opens up a conversation, Eve, as well. Each of these.
0: Yeah, I think our hope for the book is that it encourages connection and yes. time spent together. And we hope, as Tracy said, that generations can enjoy the book over and over again and build relationships where children feel validated, they feel seen, they feel heard, they feel supported, they feel understood. And different children will get different things out of different pages at different times. Yes. So we would hope that there's something. They're for everyone in it, and children everywhere recognise themselves and as we've both said, very importantly that they celebrate their abilities and talent, because we think little people are amazing. <laughs>
4: They certainly are. I have to say it gets my thumbs up. I absolutely love it. It it really is a wonderful work. Congratulations to both of you. And I commend it to all parents to go and seek out this book, the A to Z of Minding Me. It's on the shelves in your bookshops now. They love it. You love it. And it'll really help with life within the family unit. I promise you. Thank you both for joining me today
1: thank you thank so,
4: thank much. so much thank you not at all take care now bye 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 that's Tracy Flynn and Neve Gogan there yes the A to Z of minding me it's a cracker
3: it's time for our two on Tuesday two on Tuesday playing the songs that just never quite made it to number one but we were so close i have to be number one four. we were so close two on Tuesday
0: two,
3: two on Tuesday
4: Yes, my song today that just fell short of top spot on the UK singles charts was originally recorded and released by the Zootons in 2006. However, it would be the following year when the song was covered by Mark Ronson featuring Amy Winehouse on vocals that Valerie became one of the biggest hits of 07 without hitting top spot. song didn't make number one in the UK charts. But it was 39 weeks in the top 20. And it was only number two for a single week. Just one week it made number two. So what kept it off top spot in September 2007? Well, the combination of Siobhan Donaghy, Amel Baraba, Keisha Buchanan, better known as the Sugar Babes, spent... 4 weeks at number 1 with this. It was so easy. Yes, the song that kept Valerie off, number one. Do you know what I'm thinking, Louise, there with those two songs playing? Well, I know how you feel about it now. Anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> Before you tell the listeners, I'd love to do five in a row of those someday on Late Lunch.
6: <laughs> five of? Five songs in <laughs> a
4: row oh, wow. <laughs> like that. Wouldn't be great someday? Here's your five in a row on your Late Lunch. <laughs> crash (laughs) we'll do it we'll do it someday I promise you anyway I don't need to ask if you're saw bopping around the studio in there it's the number one for you this week yes Sugar Babes Mm. worthy
6: number one I think I love Valerie bouncier I like Valerie too but this is bouncier
4: what do you think folks Valerie of the Sugar Babes about you now what do you think A bit
6: more life in Sugar which do you, sugar you prefer
4: Babies. I love Valerie
6: I love Valerie and I love Wamey has and her voice is amazing yeah but I just think It's Sugar Babes babes for Louise.
4: Sugar Babes for Louise. Valerie for me. What do you think? 086-1800-658. What do you think this afternoon? Was it deserved number one? Do you think Valerie should have got the top spot? I'd say if it wasn't against it, like that was four weeks at number one. It had a huge momentum with it for the Sugar Babes, you know. And maybe another week, a different time. Who knows? But when you think about Valerie, it was 39 weeks on the charts in the top 20.
6: Mm. And it was released before, wasn't oh it? yeah, yeah. The
4: Zootons, the Zootons. And did it get to
6: number one? No, no. but I mean did did Amy Winehouse release Valerie? Before Mac Ronson came no, and did a no. remix. No, no, no,
4: I don't think so. No, no, oh, okay. no, it did. Zuton's was the original in 2006 and then he covered it with her uh, at that stage. So there you are. That's the one and two on your late lunch this afternoon. And by the way, while you're texting in for Valerie or WhatsApping us at 086-1800-658 for the Sugar Babes, will you just text directions to Monaster Boyce while you're at it? <laughs>
6: I always (laughs) thought if there's an exit that there's a corresponding exit on the other side of a motorway. Princess, there um, isn't Don't
4: I terrible with you at times? Don't I yeah. hang you out to dry? Yeah, I do hang her out to dry, and I apologise.
6: Anything to but you. it's all in
4: the best possible <laughs> taste, as Kenny Everett would say. But there
6: should be a corresponding exit on a motorway. If so there tell is them what happened. Exit. Tell
4: them what happened. You were.
6: <laughs> I was stuck in traffic yesterday at the. Help me out here with the the directions. M one roundabout. Yes.
4: North the of park. It was north of Drahman, the 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 north park. Park. Yeah, 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 yeah.
6: And um, they were doing all of a sudden a stop go system yes. of where the road works are. Chaos.
4: And actually chaos. I, I wanna say there was chaos this morning with people trying to get onto the M one to go to work yeah. again. And whoever's responsible for those roadworks mm. and managing the traffic should hang their heads in shame This morning, people, it took them 45 minutes to an hour to get onto the motorway, to get to work, to go to appointments. They were late. It was chaos. It's not acceptable if it's the council, if it's the people doing the work. Will you get your fingers out and sort that out the next time it's going on?
6: Is that all right? (laughs) He gives out out to me like that all the time. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. It was a big backlog. <laughs> I'm only joking, Jerry? The a big backlog down to Mel. I'm like a snail. I'm going into my shell here like a snail. only kidding. Go on, go on, go, on anyway, big, go on. So I took, instead of a right, because I wasn't too sure because all the arrows were pointing left. So instead of right, I went left and thought I can go home via the motorway. Yes. Now, bear in mind, traffic was back down right down onto that roundabout too. So I've got onto the motorway. And I was looking for the... Because if I'm coming from Dundalk, I take the exit for Monaster Boyce. Yes. So I thought, there has to be a corresponding exit <laughs> on the other side of the motorway. <laughs> I always thought that. So and there isn't. sailing on by up by monastery Boyce
4: trying to cross the ditch. <laughs>
6: I had to Dunlaren. Do we, do we?
4: She have to drive on to Dunlaire, come back from Dunlier into Monaster Boys and home to Terminator. There Tracking. must be very no, few
6: exceptions to that though.
4: Uh, most have two, I agree yeah, with you. On off you. together. Yeah, most <laughs> have. But Louise is only living here all her life nearly, and she didn't cop that yesterday that she couldn't <laughs> exit the motorway from Monaster Boys heading north. You know, you can when you're heading south, of course. Anyway, we have that one sorted out. I think
6: sure. I did before. I'm sure I did before. <laughs> <laughs> they're messing with my mind I think mind. you're
4: winning definitely the Sugar Babes uh, such a lively song that would have you running around the place there you go on more for the Sugar Babes I think I've lost I've lost this one with Valerie and, <laughs> anyway we've the right man on for you next he'll know how to get the Monster Boys it's our motoring <laughs> man Tony Conlon Tony Conlon motoring man is with me on Late Lunch hello again Tony
7: Jerry, how are you? Thanks very much for having me. Yeah.
4: Not at all, you're very welcome Andy. You've been driving this month the Suzuki S-Cross and you say about it. It's now the SUV it should have been from the start. Why why Tony, why?
7: Well, well the reason I say that is that the, the run the original one, the original S Cross, the last one, was a fairly reliable vehicle in its own right, but it just didn't have that little bit of match or look about it that an SUV, I, I think, deserves. And I think a lot of the public and motorists appreciated a little bit of meat on them. Uh, and the last one was a little bit too too timid, and so that let it down a bit. The new one is a stronger, makes a stronger visual statement, no doubt all about that. It's bolder, it's more muscular, and it has a greater road presence. And for that reason alone, it's more appealing. It's like a little bit smaller than a RAV4 as such. It has that look about There is, of course, a new formed alliance there between Toyota and Suzuki, mm. which is very evident on the Suzuki Swaz that was launched the same day this year, back in April, as the S Cross and the new Vitara. Uh, The Swaz is basically Corolla State s Cross definitely has its own identity but you will see good improvement on the interior finish and that sort of thing so so they are sharing things especially hybrid technology you know
4: yes more spacious (laughs) inside and a higher standard of safety you always love the safety aspect than the previous model
7: yeah well look look Safety is such a vital thing and what I'm so happy to see among all basically all car manufacturers is that when it comes to safety and you know you know the way Jerry you have different trim levels that call them A B C and then they differ in when it comes to equipment, but when it comes to safety, safety standards are the same across basically all ranges of vehicles within within a company's uh, within a company's manufacturing's uh, range. So for example you have seven airbags here, dual sensor brake support, or oh, may brake, in other words, it basically breaks itself, Jerry. Blind spot monitor, which is extremely helpful. Rear cross traffic alert, traffic sign recognition. And this is the thing <coughs> I hope will come in sometime that when your car recognises a traffic sign, it will automatically slow down because you could be listened to, mm. in the greatest respect, to me here talking about cars and the next thing you go around the corner there's the speed van and you're, you're caught. And that can happen very, very easily. You're three pints and 80 quid to worse off. So it's all a simple things. They're not really getting the boys out there 180 kilometres an hour in the middle of the night and all this sort of thing and killing all before them. But they want to get the poor devil that's there just... On for long five k over the, the limit, maybe leave, leaving a town or going into a town or a village, or whatever, and it's also do a concentration. So if mm. that sort of uh, traffic sign recognition, adaptive cruise control, tire pressure monitoring system, which is good, Jerry, because people never very few people who are going to and check their tires.
4: True, Tony, and and you've often mentioned this before. Now, what about the engine? 1.4 liter petrol and the mild hybrid, so it's combination battery petrol.
7: Battery, pe- battery petrol and, and uh, battery petrol, and you have a generator come start the motor, uh, <clears throat> which is belt driven and assists the petrol engine in producing more torque during takeoff. And that the, the battery stores. Electrical energy, which is recovered from deceleration and when braking, and incorporates an idle stop. But without getting too technical into it, the mild hybrid system this car actually works. And they've done mild hybrid before, but the voltage of this battery now is greater than the ones they had in in the Inca's back in nineteen two thousand sixteen. So mild hybrid works, Jerry. And if you remember, if we go back just a little bit in time, and I I know I I, I still love the diesel vehicles, no doubt all about it, and I've nothing really against petrol once it's able to deliver. And a lot of people switch to diesel and, years ago because petrol consumption on cars the engines were much bigger the fuel was much greater than than what you used Uh, in other words it was harder in your pocket but when you see something like this car able to achieve now you adapt a little bit of eco thinking and driving there's no doubt at all about you know you're not going to go like Hamilton or Athens but return fifty three miles per gallon, which is about five point three litres per hundred kilometers. And that's that's well up there now with the diesel jerry. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. if you want to take that step into electrification, there's nothing really wrong with a mile hybrid. There's one other interesting thing, it weighs an awful lot less than a PEV, which is a plug in. It's only about 15 kilo heavier. Now, if you went into a garage in the morning, anyone listening, and you're thinking of getting the plug-in, it's all up to... You cut your thought to your measure. It's all up to yourself. Just ask the difference in the weight of that PEV, the plug-in, and its petrol or diesel derivative. And you will, might be surprised how much extra weight you're going to be carried. That's what I'm going to say on that one. But this Suzuki actually works. And really what works on a Jerry, I know prices have increased in that, but it's the price of this vehicle... It's 29,740. There's an awful lot there for it. We didn't go through all the Apple CarPlay and yes. Android. All the oh, technology. All the technology yeah, yeah. That's, there that's there and the comfort levels. But there's no doubt at all about it. It has a three-year warranty or 100,000 km. I think you could could give a Suzuki easily seven-year warranty because they're nearly bulletproof, as far as my experience shows me in the past. So this one, nice. It was painted a beautiful spear blue colour is a person thing but it looked lovely in the mm. bottle
4: they drove mm. Anyway the thumbs up from Tony for the new Suzuki S-Cross value for money everything on board safety and Tony loves it Now while we're on the subject this is as you say a mild hybrid I want to ask you this uh, and it's something that we were I was talking about in company at the weekend with guys from the UK and they were saying to me over there there is a, a view emerging that with the massive increases in electricity prices that really you know, the benefits of the electric is being undermined, the full electric.
7: Well, do you know do you know I, I, I agree with you and I'm trying to think that myself. But if you look at the amount of paperwork I'm after looking through this week and press releases coming in and that and you're looking at Skoda with three more electric vehicles, you're you're looking at Renault with a new electric McGann at the end of the year. Uh, all-electric, you're, you're looking at, which I'll tell you about, the, the, uh, the new electric X-Trail, for example, Nissan, it'll be here in December, January, that's the big family 7 seater Jerry and then, of course, you have a new electric Ford van, which will do 380 kilometres, and its price is priced up, like €71,250. So, answering your question, I think, I think, God forbid, a couple of power out, outages and breakdowns in supply, would frighten the living daylights of anyone with electric. I mm. think so. But mm. but it's not a time for frightening people. There's enough of queer things going on in the world. But I just keep stepping carefully. Do you know what I mean? Just reading in there, listening. I'd be interested to hear being in that conversation with you last week there. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. The cost is gone up. And the truth of which, when it comes to my own household and someone within the household being the better half that manages everything, including the money, uh Says to me, were well, you driving any hybrid or electric cars? And I say why? And said, well, the electric bill has gone up a lot. And yes. then I look at my list, and I mm. yes, I was mm. driving a few, Jerry, and I was plugging them in at all. Yes, but, uh, mm. just to get the breakdown And now I'm on a smart meter, and it needs to be little bit of research, snow and smart meters. I'm not getting the answers to the way I wanted. but I want to see about night rate. Maybe someone will be able to enlighten us that's more into electricity than us, Jerry, Is there a night rate on the smart or do you pay for it during the day? If you get a night rate, does it go up to more cost during yes. the day? Yeah. There has to be benefits there for for the, Yeah, and
4: there are and, questions you know. we need we need answering to. It's just a general comment I said I'd throw in with you today when you're around me. And yeah, yeah, watch yeah. this space with it going forward. I want to touch on the, some of those things quickly before we yeah. finish that you mentioned there, because I've been keeping an eye on, on what's been happening as well, like yourself. Renault must be happy. They're in second with market share. And also, great news on their Zoe eTech Electric again this year.
7: Yeah, well, look, they're, they're marching forward there on, on the position. I remember a number of years ago in Bill Cullen's time, who owned Renault Ireland, mm. and he would have wished for only wished for it, and for eleven percent of market share, and that's fair. If you're into eleven percent of thereabouts, you're kind of in a happy place. You know what I mean? You're, you're, and it takes an awful lot of work to do that. I'm not saying the poor old Bill didn't work hard and his team, did, but they have the range, a better range now. And they're right there when it comes to le- electrical power and, and hybrids and this sort of thing. And they've a good range. And especially, they've a very good commercial range. With mm, the traffic uh, and mastery, you know.
4: Yes, the Zoe, uh, just to tell you, is best used uh, electric small car at the What Car Electric Car Awards again this year for the second year running. And they've certainly made hay with the Zoe. Come back to Toyota uh, for, for, for a moment. You, you did touch on yeah. it uh, to say that uh, the, the Yaris uh, Cross Compact, SUV, they're expanding uh, that this year.
7: Yeah, well, actually, Jerry, I don't think it will be here till uh, next year. Next year, will it? Yeah, but, yeah, it'll probably be a pre-order. There's no doubt at all about it. It's a lovely car, Tony. It's the a G- beautiful looking car. Oh, it's a beautiful looking car. The GR Sport. That's is it. Even yeah. nicer looking. It's, yeah. If there's such a thing, it's a beautiful looking car. Yes, Jerry. It's going to be the first quarter of 2023. you we see I'll it and, uh, produce them to have a price first, which means they're going to take bookings. Yes, and it's thirty-six thousand eight
4: hundred and thirty. It's not a cheap car, but as I say again, it looks sensational, and I'm sure with Toyota, it is everything under the sun coming with it. So that'll be into 2023, actually, 2023, when we see yeah. that one. A yeah. uh, yeah. uh, Ford, you mentioned their their E Transit Custom, the next generation electric Europe's best-selling van.
7: Yeah, well, well, we'll see now when it comes to electrical. It is a fantastic selling van. It's well right up there with, with, with the Volkswagen Transporter because it's of similar design, of course, but when they introduced this custom version. Uh, now it's going electric also. They had they had about electric one previous, but this one has greater mileage coverage. To recommend 380 kilometres. It will deliver 181 horsepower power in it. It delivers uh, 135 kilowatt hour price of 71,250 you have to get a return on it and hopefully some grants and everything else to mm. company that wants to be seen as eco-friendly and uh, the the vans the commercials the same with Mercedes have them it's, it is a little bit more difficult because they're naturally they're bigger and they're heavier and all that but again when you see 380 on the Ford kilometres available there it's going in the right direction. Yeah, it's a you
4: fair know, range you know, but, with, with it as yeah. well. You mentioned the X-Trail with Nissan, the e-Power. E- you're right. All these uh, uh, car manufacturers, it's all e, it's all electric, isn't it, Tony? Uh,
7: it, 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 there's no question thought about it. Like, like, you know, there's no use fooling myself with saying like it's going to be country for country and you know, all this sort of thing, but there's no use fooling myself or anyone else and saying, that, oh look, a Leipzig might can take off. See, There's so much investment going on in this. Like, mm. Every company out there is throwing millions at Millions. Look at Mercedes. Like, I didn't tell you I was driving the EQE, maybe I did tell you. That's up to 640 return on it. Uh, no, really, you're getting places with that. I, I done 189.9 kilometres, Jerry. Mm. I left trim with 92% of the battery. I come home with 62% after 190 kilometres also. Some and range. that was motorway and everything, right through mm. trim to Wollongar, Longford to Barry, and back via Granard. And when a car can deliver that, let it be in driving in eco mode, let it be that. I popped it over once or twice just to show the power for those that was with me. But, uh, mother of God is getting there you know
4: it certainly is Tony have to leave it there for today A fantastic as usual Tony will be back to review his latest mark and next month with us and more besides always appreciate your company and time Tony
7: thank you very much Sherry thank,
4: thank you, you for joining me that's Bye-bye. Tony Conlon there our motoring man on your late lunch Elton John still standing after all these years he must be jaded at this stage would he not take a seat and take his ease? Come on, Elton, cop yourself on. It's years now, and you're still standing. Late Lunch, LMFM Radio. We're going back to Spices and memories of Spices. Louise, we got a lovely WhatsApp in, and you can always WhatsApp us with a voice message too. Listen, let's have a listen to a Late Lunch listener.
2: Oh, Jerry, uh, such memories we have of the Spicers van coming. Um, we'd get the round loaf. Um, And that would be such a treat. And an even bigger treat would be the cream bun, fresh cream bun. Uh, We've such good memories. John was the Spicers man, was his name, the delivery man. Um, And we'd all go running out the door when the Spicers van would come. Six little heads wondering what what, what we were going to get. Um, So we've great memories of Spicers. um, And that white round loaf was so delicious. It was such a treat. Thanks. Bye
4: thank you for whatsapping us who's that Louise that's a listener where
2: I think she's
6: from Chocolate. I'm pretty sure she's yeah, from yeah yeah
4: yeah well done to you lovely to hear the message Joe Keane in Galtrim hello Joe this afternoon Jimmy Weldon famous bread man from Trim and his helper uh, he did the bread run around the hills of Galtrim and a pit stop in the Scott I'm <laughs> <laughs> Manalvi uh, into Manalvi and down to Reagan's in Galtrim and he used to give us nice chocolate eclairs for handy cash on a Saturday evening great memories of Jimmy says isn't that lovely lovely to hear those where Uh, is Galtrim uh, well you're a mead woman I'd say Galtrim what do you call it Galtrim I would
6: have said Galtrim but there you
4: go Galtrim Galtrim it's in the saying, isn't it? We're both right and we're yeah. both probably wrong. You're probably right. You're a mead woman. You have a no, spot on. not know about on. that. How would I know? Anyway, lovely memories of, uh, you know, spices coming to us this afternoon. <laughs> Back to spices. They just keep coming like the bread man. My mam lived in Kentstown and remembers the horse-drawn van with Tom Muckler and Johnny Monahan, and later Johnny's son, Jim, delivering the batch loaf and yeast bread, Chester buns and vital items. Memories, memories. And breaking news, we have an update, haven't we, Louise, on the previous WhatsApp about Spicers. And we're going to play it for you now. Here we go. Another WhatsApp to late lunch about Spicers.
0: Oh, my God. Jerry Kelly. I just heard that voice talking about Spicers. That's my sister, Claire MacDonald, on the radio. Oh, I've got goosebumps now. John the Spicer who drove Spicer's van. Mam would get the buns then and that white loaf that she talked about. Oh, the crusty, the crusty part of it was gorgeous. And Mam would give us a treat and we'd have one bun between six of us or maybe two. was oh, so delighted to hear my sister's voice on the radio. Go, Jerry Kelly. Love it. That's
4: Claire McDonald's sister Now we don't know who she is So, somebody,
6: uh, I think you, her name is Helen I looking Helen, back okay the t- Helen, messages.
4: Helen, Helen Well done to you Helen It is Helen, it is indeed Helen, thank you for clarifying it Was your sister earlier on And the excitement around spices Oh bring it back, bring it back The local bakeries You can't beat them Late lunch Ten past three In the year of a Lord 2022 On September the 13th And it's time for this
3: The Late Lunch Artist Artist of the Week Artist of the Week
4: It is Dolly Parton of course and as I mentioned yesterday Dolly found success in Nashville initially as a writer with the likes of Hank Williams Jr scoring hits with her compositions At just 19 she then signed with Monument Records who saw her as a fresh-faced pop star but Dolly knew best she was a country girl at heart Her label eventually relented and she had two songs make the top 20 on the US country charts, while in 1967, at the age of 21, she came under the influence of country music legend Porter Wagner, joining him on his very popular TV show and signing with his record label, RCA, a big label. Her first single, A Duet with Wagner, was a cover of Tom Paxton's the last thing on my mind and became a big hit for the pair a success that began a run of six years yes a six year streak of hits for Parton and Wagner by 1970 Dolly began her solo journey and hit top spot in the charts with Joshua in 1971 several more chart toppers followed the likes of Coat of Many Colors and My Tennessee Mountain Home before my Dolly song today made number one in the USA in early 74 and was our first big hit in the UK some time later. Yes? Definitive Dolly, definitive country.
3: Jolene, 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 Jolene. I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. Dolly. Jolly Parton.
4: And Jolene, my artist of the week, or oh, one of our definitive country songs for sure. More about Dolly in words and song around about this time on your late lunch tomorrow afternoon. Now, I have this situation from time to time. You know, when you take your dog for a walk, and my messy, he loves to swim and in he comes soaking or you go out on a wet day for them with a walk and they're drowned wet or you let them out in the garden and they catch a rainfall and they're soaked and you try to dry them as best you can they come in or shake themselves all over the utility of the house or whatever well we have a nifty idea next that ends all that trauma you know the story I've mentioned it already you take the dog for a walk the swimming dogs like my Labrador retriever love to go out in the water out they come you go out on a wet day they're soaked you let them out in the garden they're drowned as well lots of people keep their dogs in their homes in their utilities and you know the way it turns out when they're wet well i've come across something really nifty and the woman who's invented it it's called dog dry is with me francis o'reilly hello
2: Hello, Jerry. How are you?
4: I am really good. I think you, as Gart Brooks would say, are my unanswered prayers. Is that where he sings about it or something like that? <laughs> anyway, with this dog dry. Well, 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 you tried everything, didn't you, with your own pooches?
2: I tried absolutely everything. I have one, I have two dogs, but my retriever in particular, she's a golden retriever, and she just loves the water. Mm. And she's wet every single day. And I was driven demented. You know, I, I was constantly cleaning the floor. I was a pile of smelly wet towels. I bought things on the internet. It didn't fit them or they, she wasn't happy wearing it. And I was, my life was cleaning up after a <laughs> wet dog. But, but you couldn't not let her do it either because yes. she loves it so much. Like she's completely in her element when she's jumping around in the water. You, know, she, you couldn't stop her from doing it. But the clean-up was a problem.
4: Yes, it is. And you know, they do nothing but shake themselves. Once you bring them indoors, they shake themselves and it goes everywhere on the walls and their bed is smelly when they lie into it and you just get it in the house. So nothing worked for you. So necessity, I said it before many times, is the mother of invention. What did you come up with?
2: So I came up with, I said I was going to design a drying robe for a dog that would actually work. Um, that you put it on a wet dog and the dog will dry as they wear it. But it keeps all that mess and all the smell out of your car and out of your house.
4: Brilliant. I just love this, and I'm so sure there are so many people listening to says, at last there's something.
2: And it works. It works, yeah. So I modelled it on um, the sustainable nappies. So something that you can put on a baby that's really comfortable, that it can absorb a lot of moisture, and that you can wash and use again. So it's made with three layers of fabric. It it wicks the moisture away from their coat. There's a super absorbent layer in the middle that um, holds everything. And then outside is waterproof. So when your dog lies down on the couch or up against your wall or on your car seat, there's no damp patch coming out the other side. You take it off when you're ready.
4: I'm only God, thinking of the car, Michelle, because I have a Labrador Retriever too. Messi is his name. Yeah. He's a black lab and he just <laughs> loves the water like you one too. And you're right, the car, when you bring them in the car, I'm only thinking of that. You get in afterwards and think, oh my God, what am I uh, breathing in here or smelling? So it, it it absorbs, it takes it in. And then tell me, what's the process when you take it off them, they're dry? And what do you do with it then?
2: hang it on the washing line and let the wind um, dry it that. For free. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean you could put it in the tumble dry, you can not tumble dry it, but you know, with energy costs the way they are of course, these days, course. why would you do that you know, when it's free, just to hang it up and even if you hung it up in the house overnight it'd be dry, ready for the next day.
4: Terrific, it's too good to be true, this, Francis.
2: <laughs> well, it works for me, so I'm very happy, I'm using it all the time. And you know, we only launched uh, just over two weeks ago on International Dog Day and I've had like we have had fantastic response to it, which is which I'm thrilled about. Mm. Because it also means that dogs would be allowed out more often.
4: You know, I hear I hear to... the approval in the background. Do you hear that? It's endorsed <laughs> by the four legged friend themselves. Do you hear that, folks?
2: they hear. they're barking around my feet
4: (laughs) (laughs) But you've had great reaction And things as you say You're only starting out on this road And it's been very positive so far for you So if they were a little muddy or that You say you can throw it in the wash as well And wash it and dry it
2: Yeah, absolutely. So it's very easy. I'd I'd wash wash it only when it's dirty. If it's just wet, I would just dry it. There's enough housework in the world. We do not need to create any more for (laughs) anything.
0: That's so...
4: (laughs) Ah, you're saying all the right things, young lady. You're saying all the right things for sure. And what about size-wise? We're talking about Labrador Retrievers. Can you buy them in different sizes to fit different sizes and shapes of dogs? you can,
2: because lots of, like, little spaniels are really fond of water usually as well. So little King Charles Cavaliers... So they'd be our extra small size. Um, And then we have small, medium would tend to fit Springer Spaniels. Um, And again, they're another one who launch themselves into any puddle they find. Um, And then as you go up, a large will be fit a collie and an extra large, a Golden Retriever, a big Labrador or a Bernese.
4: So all sizes catered for. And do they come in a range of colours or standard colour?
2: Standard colour at the moment. So they're they're quite bright. They're a very bright red and they've got a nice pattern on them so that they stand out. They look kind of stylish, I think. Mm. And we will have more colours in the future. But for now, between now and Christmas, it's one colour.
4: Oh, I'll tell you, the designer doggy crew will be on to you for sure. You'll have to expand that. And I know you will. And it presents wonderful opportunities as well. D- you'll deliver anywhere in Ireland and beyond?
2: We deliver anywhere in Ireland, so delivery free if you buy them on our website, dogdry.com. And we will we'll have a few stockists around the country as well. Um, and then we, we do also ship worldwide. I had um, somebody from Australia order on our website last week. Oh, <laughs> they brilliant. came across us, I don't know, but they did.
4: Well, they are like myself. I stumbled across it, I liked it, and I wanted to tell more people about it on the airwaves today. It's dogdry.com.
2: That's correct, yes. Yeah and on, on social media we're get a wet dog dry
4: <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it thank you for joining me today wish you well Francis thanks
2: so much for having me on Jerry not at all take yes. care of
4: yourself bye bye it's terrific it is folks dogdry.com check it out good luck to Francis there with something new tomorrow on Late Lunch Garth Brooks to Monaghan well if Aoife McEwy has our way it's going to happen Paul Clayton Lee has an interesting new book out and Jenny Nolan joins us from the Haven we'll be talking about rescuing greyhounds and more besides on your late lunch. Eddie Caffey's coming next with The Drive. We leave you today in the company of Niall Horan. See you Wednesday, 1.30, for your midweek late lunch. Bye. I'll be honest. I'm all right with me. Sunday mornings. In my own
7: bed.
3: LMFM podcasts with CNC carpets. We bring the showroom to you or book a new showroom appointment on
5: 087-660-4237. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones. Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com.
7: That's BlueNile.com. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil.